If we must die, let it not be like hogs, haunted and pinned in an inglorious spot, while round us bark the mad and hungry dogs, making their mock of our accused lot. If we must die, oh, let us nobly die, so that our precious blood may not be shed in vain. Then even the monsters we defy shall be constrained to honor us through dead. O oh, kinsmen, we must meet the common foe. Though far outnumbered, let us show us brave and for their thousand blows deal one death blow. What throw before us lies the open grave. Like men, we'll face the murderous, cowardly pack, pressed to the wall, dying, but fighting back. Claude McKay, 1919. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this June 19th, 2021. How is everyone doing this morning, this afternoon, or this evening? Okay, so I skipped last weekend to do a little bit more research on this podcast today. It's the last of the massacres I'm going to talk about. Uh, I don't want to drain you guys or you know, uh, throw too many massacres at you to take away focus from anything else. But it's crazy that I have to address these massacres and that the summer of 1919 was actually called Red Summer and summer is actually looming towards us here in the next couple of days. So, as I mentioned in the last two on podcasts about World War One. When World War One was over, as I get right into it, when World War One was over, many people of African descent fought in World War One. And a lot of those men, when they came home, they had the voice of W.E.B. Du Bois in their heads telling them that they should not have to go over and fight the common enemy and then come home and have to fight the enemy at home as well. Excuse me. So maybe they should join together and band together, whichever one you want to use, and fight this common foe to get free of the racial injustice that is being stowed upon them. So 1919 is a really, how you want to say, Stressful, yet 
painstaking, I want to say, moment in time. Because many of these men are very upset and they're very angry because they feel as though they should be able to have what every other man has in the world of the free. So, in 1918, in Aline, Arkansas, there are sharecroppers. These sharecroppers are basically doing what would be considered at that time modern day slavery. However, these sharecroppers are supposed to get a part of the pot. So whatever money the landowner makes, the sharecropper is supposed to get a part of that money as well. But for some reason, these landowners are not paying these sharecroppers the correct amount of money. They're being jerked out of their money or gypped out of their money whichever vernacular you choose to use and this angers them so that same year Robert Hill forms the Progressive Farmers Household Union of America to protect the sharecroppers from this, from not being able to get their due, their due amount of money after they do their work. So this goes on for some time. And at this point, these men are ready to address these landowners. So they get together and they have a meeting. And as they're having their meeting, Excuse me, guys. I'm looking at my notes here. As they're having their meeting, two cars, oh, excuse me, one car pulls up. And this car has two white men in it. The story goes that the men approached the group of sharecroppers to ask them what are they doing in there in that area and these men approached these men to explain their disposition and in the midst of these these men having this discussion, Joe Ruffin is pistol whipped. Excuse me, Joe Ruffin is pistol whipped. After he gets pistol whipped, his son kills two of the men. When, his, when that happens, 
the newspapers go bananas. Negro uprise and a lean. Basically sending out the SOS, come help us now. So once that happens, hundreds and hundreds of angry white men descend towards Helene to see about this black uprising. So on October 3rd, excuse me, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is, this is September 30th. So on September 30th, all hell breaks loose. Houses are burned. Churches are burned. As the men uh, uh, ascend, as I, uh, I said descend before, ascend on a lean, any blacks that they see, women, children, are shot and killed. And this takes place for hours. They're just killing any black people they see. And murdering without disregard. All of this because sharecroppers wanted to stand up to the men who were stealing from them. In all, 100 to 500 people were killed. The estimated number, and that number is still fickle, was 237 blacks. Five white people were killed. 237 black people killed. This took place on October 1st, as I relook at my notes. Also, while all of this was taking place, one of the wealthiest doctors in the lean, Dr. David Augustine Johnston, was making his way Excuse me. Towards Aline on the train. Um, allegedly, he was driving there, and he was met up. He met up with a friend, and that friend told him he might want to go by train because things are getting a little dangerous 
excuse me, for black people. However, on this train, halfway, the train is pulled over or stopped and Dr. Augustine and his brothers are detained. The story goes as I, as I looked into it, um, some words are exchanged and Dr. Augustine punches one of the white men. That sets off rage in the other white men in attendance and they shoot and kill him and his brothers. However, when their bodies were found, he and his brothers were found on the side of the road, shot and stabbed while tied up. Just crazy, guys. Just crazy. And like I said, all of this because men were being gypped out of their money. They were only trying to get what they deserved. And they stood up for it and they were shot down. Their children were shot down. Their wives were shot down. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back. So, right before we left off, on October 3rd, 500 troops were sent to Aline to calm the uprising of so-called Negroes in the town. But when they arrived, the only thing they found were hundreds of white men brandishing guns and still out for justice. When the smoke cleared, no justice was given to the blacks in the town but justice was sought out for the five white people that were killed. So, in a rage, they begin to lock up lots of black men, bringing them in, torturing them, and trying to get them to say that there was a black uprising, and this was the reason for the death of the five white men and the reason that the people had to retaliate by killing all of those people because of the black uprising. In all, 87 black men were charged because a judge came through and told them that they could no longer unjustly kill these men, that they have to kill them justly which is why they then sentenced 12 of the men known as the Aline 12 to die by execution. But these men were given an unfair trial. And once they were given an unfair trial, 
they were lucky enough to have a black lawyer step up in their defense by the name of Sapicio Jones. 